Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adi-tadi, Ole Miss fans, and welcome to the Brad and Chad Show on the OM Network. Brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. This is the show by and for Ole Miss fans, where you'll get expert insight and analysis on Ole Miss athletics. And now, here are your hosts, former Rebels Chad Flowers and retired NFL star Bradley Sowell. It's podcast time. Brad and Chad Show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Chad Flowers here on February 9th, recording on a Thursday. Bradley Sowell, a little under the weather this week, man. How are we feeling? Good. Feel a little better now. You had, had a couple of days in there where I don't know what I had, but uh, yeah, bubble guts or what was going on? <laughs> wasn't feeling real good, man. But um, <laughs> you know, after what, and we did have our scrimmage, Chad. You got to check back in with that. So we, we did have our scrimmage that that you mentioned, and um, it was um, it was fun. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of softball, Ole Miss softball gets kicked off this weekend in Puerto Vallarta. I think they're there for a week. So lucky them. Uh, Dude, I recruiting saw that schedule. I saw that schedule. They were, um, I think it's like seven or eight days. They're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're there for a week, and they're going to play some uh, some really good competition. We'll talk a little bit more about what they have a uh, little bit later on. But you know, the Ole Miss recruiting class is finally done, and I guess in little until the the next transfer portal window opens, but. High school recruiting, uh, everybody has signed, or at least a majority of the players has signed. Uh, picked up a few other defensive players that is always nice for Pete Golding to have, some new toys to play with, and uh, some interesting changes to SEC baseball plays. So, yeah, let's kind of get into it. I don't know if you got a chance to see, but, you know, uh, the Rebels picked up two more, you know, defensive players I had just mentioned. Uh, recruiting, cl- uh, recruiting class finished top 25 if you're looking at it on three. Now, of course, you're going to have different ratings depending on the sites that you're looking at, but they picked up a JUCO linebacker from uh, Southwest Community College in uh, Macomb, 42 tackles, five sacks. Uh, and then DJ Holmes, I thought this was interesting, 6'2", 235 edge rusher from Florida. This is the nation's leader in sacks last year, 32 and a half sacks. He finished his high school career with 52. Now, obviously, with high school, that can be misleading. But anytime you see 32 and a half sacks, I don't care what level you're playing in. You'd imagine that at least at some point they're going to game plan for you. But they obviously couldn't do anything with him. And 32 and a half sacks is nothing to sniff at. 
Yeah, well, what I like about him is he's a great fit. I think Pete's going to mm-hmm. run the 3-4 defense, which but here's what people say. People's like, oh, he's going to run three down. No, it's a different three down, right? right. The three down we were running before, it was basically a 3-3. Three, three. I mean, pre I don't even know what it is, honestly. you got three down linemen. you got DBs mm-hmm. everywhere. A true 3-4 th- three, is what I always talk about, right? Right. That's the, that's the old, um, you know, it's what the Ravens used to run when they had Terrell Suggs and um, Paul Kruger. It was um, it, it's what the Broncos ran when they had Von Miller and um, Demarcus Ware, right? That, that's you know you got three down linemen, you got a head up nose, you got the two four eyes, and you have two guys that are stand up backers. Put can't put their hand in the dirt anytime. But the reason they're going to run this is because they got the you know five, that way you can get a five zero call from the O line. That's five on five, good pass rushing, and this guy kind of fits that mole, right? Cause, cause you, cause, cause you gotta be able to rush the passer, but you also have to be slim enough to be able to cover a running back. So this guy kind of fits his needs. It looks like, and I think, I don't know if it was him or the other guy where he made the comment. Um, if this guy was two inches taller, he'd be you know one of the top recruits in the nation. So, yeah. um, I'm excited. I mean, I think that's a good piece for us. Yeah. The next real big milestone for the football team, you know, they announced uh, spring practice start Grove bowl. I believe it's going to be set for April 15th. Uh, two o'clock start. So that's when we're going to get to kind of see some of the quarterbacks. I think Spencer Sanders, they say, has a shoulder injury right now. Mm-hmm. So we may not get to see him uh, in the spring game, but it will be nice to be able to see, you know, Jackson Dart, uh, you know, uh, play as well as, you know, Walker Jones. I mean, I'm sorry, not Walker Jones, but um, Walker Jones. Walker Jones is the great <laughs> collective guy. Yeah. Uh, Walker, um, his name is escaping me at the moment, but yeah, Howard. Uh, Walker Howard. Yeah, yeah, Walker Howard. So the transfer come in, we should be able to see some good, um, some good action. See what that quarterback competition is going to look like there um, in Oxford. So it'll be interesting to With see. Spencer what Sanders going. having a shoulder. What do you think? I mean, I saw the comments where people were saying, "Hey, it pretty much throws him out of the competition." Um, I, don't, I don't think that you surely they knew coming in, right? I mean. You would think that this wasn't something that was hidden from the coaching staff or whomever decided to recruit him in. So I would imagine that, that was known. Um, so I don't think that that's going to – obviously it's going to put him, you know, probably third in line at least at the end of spring. But yeah. I would imagine that things can ramp right back up in the fall and he, he'll have the chance to win the job if well, he that, outplays the well, other two. Well, that kind of brought me to this point where I was thinking in my head, right? I said, hey, is that the reason that he came here? Because he knew that, hey, I have a shoulder issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Oklahoma State, you know, he knew at least go somewhere else to get a chance. Hey, that they knew he had a shoulder issue, knowing that, hey, he's probably going to be the backup because his shoulder's going to bug him for a while. Or, or is that why he came? So I, I don't know. I mean, it's because it, it's kind of odd to me that he signed is, being, being the kind of player that he was. But but is it because, hey, I had a shoulder injury, injury and I know I'm probably not going to be the same after I get done with it, but I can probably provide you with a decent backup for the year mm-hmm. um, coming in? Or, or, or hey, do, or do they plan on redshirting him, right? I, I don't know. That makes a little bit more sense where, you know what, hey, I've got the shoulder thing. It's going to take me a little while to rehab it. So at minimum, you're going to have that surefire backup in case I'm needed type thing. And he didn't search for another starting job elsewhere because of that. So that does lead a little bit more plausibility to why he may do that. So, you know, I still think that he'll remain in Oxford even after this transfer portal uh, window opens up in May. And I would expect him to still be on the roster and compete for at minimum a backup spot, especially considering how far behind he's going to be since he's not going to really be able to participate fully in spring practice. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch there, man. That, that's going to be a battle. And I, I know people think Walker Howard, hey, he's a young guy, whatever. But the more mm-hmm. I keep looking into him, man, he's legit, dude. So, mm-hmm. like, don't think he's just coming in here to accept no. the backup job. Um, there's a reason he left LXU. And I think that he feels that he has the same talent as Dart, if not better, and has, is going to have a chance to compete. So, um, man, we're, we're in good hands there with him.
Yeah, you know, and I, and I failed to mention the names of the guys that came in. Jameer Lewis is the guy from um, Macomb from Southwest. Then you got DJ Holmes. He's the guy with 32 and a half sacks. Now, one last thing about, you know, Ole Miss football. Uh, they announced the combine invites for the NFL draft, which is going to be held February 28th through March 6th in Indianapolis. You know, not, you know, not any real surprising names. You got Zach Evans. Malik Heath, Jonathan Mingo, Nick Broker, Tavius Robinson are going to be the five uh, the five rebels representing um, in Indianapolis. You know anything that stands out from those five guys, or what are you seeing with them being invited to the combine? What do you see ca- happening next for those guys? So usually when you get invited to the combine, you have pretty close to a draft grade or some mm-hmm. sort of draft grade. So that tells me that all those guys are are either on the fringe of getting drafted or, or well in the draft. I'd say Evans, Mingo, somewhere in the draft. They're probably projected ja- draft. Um, Nick Broker's probably in there somewhere, you would think, because mm-hmm. most senior ball guys go as well. Um, Tavius Robinson, he's a guy that if you look at him, his size, he's one of those guys I can see. Like Ole Miss, he was a good player, right? He was, mm-hmm. wasn't anything special, but I can see them taking him, really developing him. He kind of fits that NFL um, DN mold. I can see him getting drafted somewhere, more, probably more surprising than you would think. And going somewhere and being pretty decent, right? Because a, a guy that size, um, you know, he just man, he, he's I think he's a little better than, than than what a lot of people gave him credit for. So um, that, he tells me tells me they should have some draft grades. I know Mingo. I, I was reading some reports of he was doing really good at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, re, really getting in and out of breaks and, and giving DBs a lot of trouble. So um, at, while, while at Ole Miss, I thought he was good. I thought he I, I thought he could have been better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that somebody's gonna actually love, and, and he may go a little higher than we think as well. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they perform. I would imagine that most of these guys are going to be day three draftees. I don't see anybody going first or second round of this list. Now, obviously, things can improve. You can always improve your draft status with the pro day, whenever that is, and, of course, how you perform at the combine. But, you know, most of these guys are going to be looking at, you know, fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth or seventh rounders. But, you know, always going to get a chance. And just because you get drafted that late doesn't mean that you can't make an impact on the NFL. Well, I'll be interested to see what Zach Evans does with his 40. Like yeah. he's one of those guys that may end up running like a four or three or something crazy. Just see, it just because from everything I've heard, he's actually straight line really fast. Mm-hmm. So he runs something like that. And he was already a high, highly recruited guy. And, you know, Jenkins was better this year, but if you look at his stat, I mean, he still rushed for pretty decent stats. You know oh, I mean? like, oh he, yeah. He, 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 he pops off a four or three and he had a, almost a thousand yards in the SEC. Um, he very well could could be a second, was, third round guy. He was a game changer when he was on the field, and he was more physical than I was expecting him to be, especially for someone that runs as fast as him. You don't expect them to be as physical as that. So, no, I think that, you know, assuming he can show up healthy, because you know, you're basically going through the ringer in terms of medical evaluations whenever you go to the combine. So, assuming he can well, he come fits, in there, it's NFL mold, right? Like, he's a yeah. really good, like, like NFL is such a pass heavy league now, like, a guy that can catch the ball, like, he can. Um, he fits it. He he really fits it a lot better. You know that that old Derrick Henry guys. It's just tougher. That, that there's much more of the Zach Evans type running backs than there is the Derrick Henry type guys. So um, you got to be able to receive out of the backfield. Um, and he can. He's a pretty swift guy. So he's one of those guys. I mean, like Kamara. He was good in college, right? But you didn't think mm-hmm. he was going to be Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he was right? only a third round. He was only a third round pick too. So wow. it's not like he was. Um, you know, and he obviously had some real good years with the Saints. Um. You know, uh, oh, you know, did you see? Um, did you see the the Kiffin uh, interaction with Hugh Freeze uh, on Twitter today? So, if you're not familiar with this, I thought this was pretty hilarious. But um, <laughs> you know, so Lane wears you know sweatshirts with the it's the SEC format logo, but it says SIP on it, right? Well, yeah. Hugh Freeze and Auburn have kind of unveiled their iteration of that, where it says War, 
and then it has like eagle's feet at the bottom of it. And of course, the internet doing what it does, they photoshopped it and they made that R look like a P. And granted, it looked like a P to begin with, but um, and so it now says WAP. And you know, I'm not going to get into what WAP stands for, but for all of our listeners, if you just go to Spotify, type in WAP, you should be able to find exactly what you are looking for uh, on Spotify. But yeah, but Lane, but Lane pointed out and said, "Do you have any idea what that stands for?" And he added Cardi B, who is the the singer uh, of that song. I, I thought that was one of Lane's better. Uh, better, uh, you know, better things on Twitter for sure. Well, even funnier was the the company that made them, who made the old school. Like my mom actually posted this on Instagram. It said we oh, are what now happened? extremely disappointed in um, in Lane Kiffin, or, or hey, we've lost all respect for Lane Kiffin. But like, put it in words and made that like a picture. Um, kind of odd. I I don't know. Kind of odd. Um, I guess there's some. I guess the shirt company that made it um, put that out there. So I mean, that is. Um, yeah, and that's hilarious. Yeah, at least they, I mean, hell, this is probably bringing more attention to it than just Hugh Freeze wearing it. So they should be thankful for that. Um, yeah, he was pretty, I mean, it's, he's like creating like this rivalry with Ole Miss. I mean, he's going he really, after a lot of like our players. He's like copycatting everything. Yeah, that's going after a lot of players. Um, yeah, you got the old, I mean, the old sweatshirt that looks like Lane Kiffin's. I mean, it, it's just going to be, a, this This is going to make for a fun game. It's almost like that UFC or boxing match where they keep all this freaking heckling back and forth. And like when you play, it's going to be, it's going to be worse. On that, that game is going to be fun. I actually may go to that one this year. Yeah, that one's seen. Yeah, that one's going to be circled on everybody's calendars. Um you know, uh, staying on kind of the football train, obviously Super Bowl this weekend, some, uh, you know, A.J. Brown with the Eagles should be pretty interesting to see what he's able to do. I saw an interesting stat. Um, there are, you know, nine players from the state of Mississippi playing in the Super Bowl Sunday. That's tied for the most in the entire co- in, in the entire country with the state of Texas. So Mississippi is heavily represented. Obviously you got Chris Jones, AJ Brown, you know plenty of others, but yeah, the state of Mississippi is going to be highly represented in uh, in the Super Bowl on Sunday and that just shows you the depth of talent that is in the state. You know, when you're compared to you've got more Super Bowl participants than Florida, California, some of those hotbeds uh, with just the sheer population numbers. That's really impressive the uh, the, the type of talent that Mississippi is going to be able to pump out. Yeah, Mississippi always has a lot of talent, man. I mean, I feel like every team I was on has either passed through a JUCO. There's been guys that passed through JUCO mm-hmm. here, or been in high school here, or have family here. It's, um, I mean, for for being a smaller state, um, mm-hmm. spread out state, I'll put our baseball talent up against anybody. Um, oh, but, absolutely. But our um, our football talents is pretty darn good it's, itself. What's your What's your prediction for Super Bowl on Sunday? Mm, man, I keep going back and forth. I I just love Philadelphia, right? Yeah, they can they can line up, run the ball. Um, you know, they're just they're just a really really good team. I mean, there's nothing no, another way to put it. When you got Dominican Sue rotating on the D line, like what the hell, dude? Like he, I mean, they're just. I think they're going to get after the Chiefs. I really do. Yeah, I, I think with Mahomes getting an extra week to rest that ankle, I, I I like them just because of him and Travis Kelsey. But I, I'm really excited about it. I think it should be a good game. Did you get a chance to see the new Pro Bowl format and what they're doing now as opposed yeah. to playing the game? I actually liked it because I actually watched yeah. it. Right? I don't get I don't give a shit about the Pro Bowl at least the past iterations of it because. It's it's basically just guys running seven on seven. There's really no effort. But if you didn't catch it this year, it was several contests, and the AFC was manned by Peyton Manning, NFC by Eli Manning. But they had you know they had a uh, a sled pull similar type thing. They had flag football. They had dodgeball. AFC versus NFC. 
I thought it was a little bit more interesting, at least yeah. um, different. And the players seem to like it a lot more, too. It kind of fits today's model, right? Like a lot yeah. of entertainment type stuff. Um, my, my only thing is, this, so listen, so um, what's going to happen when, I know they don't want to get hurt playing football, but what's going to happen when those guys jump over that damn wall and some of those skills challenges and tear an ACL? Would like you, there, was, see, there was some of that stuff that I was like, eh, I don't know if I'd be doing that kind of shit. Did you see Tyreek Hill get absolutely blown up in one of the destroyed, flag football games? Destroyed. <laughs> destroyed on the end zone. Like, honestly, I thought that was going to create a fight, right? I like, did too. A lot of times, like you don't do crap like that in the NFL. Like you, you're out there in shir- shirts and shorts, and you give somebody the business in some type of way. You're getting, you're fighting somebody. So, like he got up all happy. I was like, dude, I would. I thought that. I thought that was about to create a little, a little bit of an issue there. But he, he played it off good. Yeah, you know, and more than likely, you know, the the interest is probably going to fade out over time because at the end of the day, it's wow. it's not as exciting as an actual contest, but. Kudos for them to trying something new because nobody cared about the Pro Bowl, right? This is one of the one of the All Star games that nobody cares about just because no. you know you're still mid season because you still have the Super Bowl to play the following week. Um, so yeah, kudos for them to trying something new. I actually paid attention for a little while longer than I would have, you know, the the, the regular Pro Bowl that they normally do. So yeah, that definitely needs to be done, right? Because here's yeah. the thing: there's a lot of good that can come out of the Pro Bowl. The game really don't mean anything, but all the events throughout the week, the different mm-hmm. causes that they that they you know. Um, the ghost that goes into the Pro Bowl. There, there, a lot of people can come out and meet the players, do whatever. Um, but there's a lot of good that can happen out of that, and it does make sense to have some kind of meeting or some kind yeah, of yeah. like you know get together or, or something. But I'm glad they they adjust it right. Cause that game, the game is just a bad look for the game, right, dude? Just standing around, some guys playing hard, some guys not. Like it, the guy, I feel like the guys have a lot more fun just doing that. And um, you know, although I would love, that's the whole other side of it. I would love if like the best players in the world would on each division would actually get together for two weeks and have like a training camp and play like a super, like a real Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that would be like. Cool. I feel like that'd be fun to see. Can you imagine a, a just all the best players on one team actually playing hard and like playing their best in a real uniform that matches? Like, I think that'd be fun to see. Oh, it would be, you know, it'd be awesome. But I also think like you would have to put though, you'd, you'd honestly have to put like a million dollars per player bonus on or something like that. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. But I also think that with this format too, you, since you're not having to play in a game, you're doing these fun activities and things like you're going to get better participation too, right? Maybe guys are going to opt out less because you can go and, Hey, I'll play a little dodgeball. What's the worst that can happen compared to, you know, somebody accidentally rolling me up when I am trying to block somebody or whatever that may be. So maybe you get more star power because you're going to have events like this but i would imagine they're going to keep doing it because at least the way it seemed the players seemed to enjoy it a lot more than having to play just another game yeah no question there and plus i mean you get a nice vacation out of it whatever um yeah. it's a it, it's it's good it's good i mean if you're not going to play the game the way it's intended to be played it's better to do something like this for entertainment purposes you know everybody's into the tiktok and all that this this, this plays in perfect to that to that world your national champions are back for another exciting year of old miss baseball Show your support for both Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday, allocated into your blue priority point total, and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, 662-915-7159. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his One Night at a Time tour to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available. 
and start at just $78. To purchase, visit MorganWallen.com. That's MorganWallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. You know, do you have any big plans for the Super Bowl? Do you all normally do a watch party or are you just going to watch it at your place? I don't. Typically, typically I, I watch it. You know, I'll go to somebody's house or somebody come to my house. But this year I'm not. I'm just going to watch it with the family and um, I haven't fallen as much, right? I'm all into softball stuff. So I, um, <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't been falling as much. And we're newer to, newer to Jackson. So we probably just watch it at, um, you know, probably just watch it at my house. 
Okay. Well, Brad and Chad show, you know, I do want to make sure that we mention some of our sponsors, one of which Jeff Griffin, Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. Always, you know, go to the group's website, stevensongriffingroup.bairdwealth.com, or you can always give them a call, 662-841-1900. That's Jeff Griffin with the Stevenson Griffin Group. Now, you kind of led us into softball. We'll talk about your stuff a little bit later on, but more importantly, Ole Miss gets their season kicked off, right? So we talked they're going to be playing uh, in Puerto Vallarta uh, this weekend starting tomorrow, so Friday the 10th. They're going to be playing. Uh, now, if you want to watch all games streaming at uh, Flow Softball, but we talked about the competition. Five teams that played in the NCAA tournament last year, the number three team in the nation, Oklahoma State, number 24, Oregon. Um so they're going to get to see some real good competition, which is always what I like to see. You know, baseball does it as well. These early season tournaments, they do it in basketball where you're going to get to see some of the heavy hitters playing against each other to really kind of see what you have. The Rebels are putting together, you know, they're bringing back 15 players from last year, and that team won 41 games. They had the number three recruiting class in the nation. This can be another team that makes some noise. You know, there have been several super regional runs that this team has made, this program has made the past couple of years. So, you know, I'm not necessarily predicting a national championship, but this is a team that can continue making noise, keep building on the momentum they've had the last couple of years for sure. Yeah, actually, you know, obviously my kids playing softball, I went to quite a few games last year. I kind of got into it a little bit with, yeah. with their team, and not to mention we had a couple of girls that would come out and help ours. Um, it's a fun sport, man. We, we have some really, we really have some good players. Um, coach Jamie's done a great job of, um, you know, bringing players in, mm-hmm. um, and our software program, I mean, when I was there, it was in the dumps, right? Like, it I mean, was, they, they were okay. They were okay. Right. Like, I mean, they were just very average, but they, you know, there was, there was times last year where, you know, mm-hmm. to win 41 games, it, you know, with the way that, with the way it's been in the past, it's kind of like, it's kind of like basketball, women's basketball, right? Um, it's cool to see. Um, you know, us investing a little bit in those sports and, and that those haven't, those teams have some success as well, right? Because all, every time Ole Miss can put their name out there in a, in a positive light, no matter what the sport is, um, it's, it's, it's good. It's good for Ole Miss, right? So, right. All, all sports are trending. I mean, a lot of our sports are trending, maybe except basketball, but we'll get there. We actually, actually had a win there. Um, but a lot of our sports are trending at Ole Miss, man, which is going to create this, you know, this really, really good environment for sports, right? Like a Florida, right? Florida had all all those years, everyone in sports and everyone in national championships and all these other sports on top of football, and it just creates a really good environment for the whole school. Yeah, when uh, when women's golf won their national championship a few yeah. years ago, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, who cares? It's women's man." I don't care if we're playing, you know, you know, some colleges have like meat inspection or livestock. If, if we're, if we have a team, I want <laughs> to be the best at it. Right. So I don't care what the sport is. If Ole Miss has their, if the Ole Miss name is emblazoned across your chest, then I want to be better than the other schools out there. Right. So yeah, I, I feel like, I, I feel like gonna, you would have been the captain of the meat inspection team. You know, um, I have some, I was more of an amateur than a professional, right? You know, I, I don't like to, to brag about my uh, my expertise, but yeah, there's plenty of films out there I'm sure you could find where I was really avid at being able to do that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, the the Rebels, you know, last thing that I want to mention regarding the softball team, they are returning Tate Whitley. If you're not familiar with that name, she was the SEC hit leader last year, 77 hits, third most mm-hmm. in uh, program history. So you've got her as a fifth-year senior. You've got Michaela Alley that will also be back. So bringing back a lot of experience, some good transfers. So it's going to be really exciting to see if they're able to have some of the same success that they've seen the past season. So it should be a successful spring with baseball, which kicks up next weekend, which we'll have more information on next week. We'll kind of do a preview show on the baseball yeah. team 
Dude, I'm really excited about the baseball team. What Me they're too. going to have it, on paper, on paper, they look better than last year's team, which obviously won the national championship. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It really will. Um, you know, we did we did lose the only thing like we did lose we did lose some pretty, pretty oh, good fire, some pretty good firepower in the lineup. But um, you know, you you, you look at the, some of the commits. I, I saw actually saw a video. Um, I think it was three guys, which I know I know one of the kids because I know his dad. Um, the Lions kid, but there's a video posted of the three guys that we have committed. I don't got their names on top of my head, but they looked they looked unreal. I mean, hopefully we can get those guys to campus. But recruiting's going well in baseball. Um, you know, we we've had a few transfers coming that are really good. I'm excited to preview this team and you know, we're trying to follow it. Um, you know, here in preseason, you know, it's tough to tough to get it up there. But I think that um, you know, I think we're making another run at it. What I'd like to not see is what happened to Mississippi State after a national championship. But I yeah. think this is different, right? I think this is going to be a different, um, different squad. I think Ole Miss is on to something. I'd be willing to bet that, that that we make a decent run this year again. I would be disappointed if we didn't, right? I, I would, I would love to make another trip to Omaha. You know, you and I were both in Omaha last year for the national championship. I would love to book tickets to be able to go back out there again. And yep. like I said, on paper, you know, considering how some of the freshman pitchers are looking and some of the the bats that are coming along that didn't necessarily contribute last year. It definitely, um, it definitely, on paper, looks like this is someone that can, at minimum, get back to Omaha. What was your favorite part of Omaha, other than hanging with me? Well, you know, uh, it has to be that that final out, right in uh, in that uh, in the game against Oklahoma, right? I mean, just going batshit crazy with complete strangers all around me, uh, hugging, high fiving, getting beer thrown all over me. You know, those are one of those things that you're just not going to forget, right? Yeah, so the final album, my wife had a video of me. I was I was screaming like a whale, like I was crying. Okay, but, but like I was making the same noise for an extended period of time. So what we may do is um, next week when we preview our baseball, we'll have a baseball guest on here, and I may play that video and try to get the reaction of of what you think about the, the you know just just did the whale noise. You did know? it sound? Did you make that same noise this week when you were just laying in bed asking for you know your wife to take care of you because you were so That's deathly ill? I was, I mean, I wasn't really deathly ill, but like I was uh, feeling like crap. Um, so I try, I try not to do the whole like, you know, once you lay down now, I'm afraid you lay down, you may, you may not get back up. So I try, try to stay, <laughs> try to stay up, try to stay up and on my feet just in case I had the, um, you know, the, the old, the old COVID, you know, I don't want to lay down and not be able to get up. So try to keep them lungs and moving. Well, I, I know Jess took real good care of you, so I'm sure she's glad that you're back on your feet, man. I, I, we were we were praying for you over here because I know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. Um, uh, you know, you know, talking about you know the the softball team. Let's talk women's basketball a little bit. You know, the men. Hey, they won in Georgia on Tuesday night. Hey, a win's a win, especially on the road. That's good. They got South Carolina at home uh, Saturday. Uh, that's another game they should win, but is this team, now the time? Here's the, here's the, here's you need to be asking yourself, Chad. Is now the time that Kermit Davis is going to pull a Mike Bianco? No, no. Is he going to? Is he going to take? A, is he going to go on a run here? Win no. the SEC tournament, get an automatic no. bin? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this is. uh, their win Tuesday night was an exercise in futility, right? I mean, they, there were several opportunities for Georgia to win that game. We tried to give it away toward the end. Um, Look, it it is not a good team. They're not a fun team. There's not a run coming. 
they will play in the SEC tournament because everybody plays in the SEC tournament, and that's about the extent that I can say there. That's great. You know what? I can't wait for more ho- ho- hoisting that national championship this year in basketball, and you are the the, the season. It's going to be Chad Flowers with the, that quote right there, kind of like kind of like and the other other dudes. You can basically say whatever you want to in terms of what I will do if Ole Miss wins the national championship. And you can- <laughs> whatever sentence you want to say right now. To say, Chad, if they win, you have to do this. I'll say, okay, sure, whatever you, whatever you want, I will do it because that. And you, yes, we have it recorded. My producer is telling us we have that recorded. Good because if need, they win, I, that, I, I will happily eat that. Check my fever, I think. I need to get my wife here to check my fever. I'm talking about Ole Miss basketball and national championships. Babe, come check yeah. my fever, please. <laughs> oh yeah, you know Rick, Rick who's producing for us today, say shave your head, dude. I'll shave our head if we fucking make the NCAA tournament. Um, <laughs> that it's not going to happen. Okay, so just saying, shave my body. Yeah, who's to say I don't already do that, Rick? But yeah, so yeah, that that this is not going to happen. Let's talk about the women who actually have a chance at making some postseason run. Now, they beat Florida this past week. They've got Kentucky at home on Monday. Uh, that's an important game for a lot of different reasons. Uh, recent bracketology has come out. They're sitting at around an eight or a nine seed, which means you play the number one seed in the second round uh, of the tournament. But it's important to me because have you seen who they play after Kentucky? There are two undefeated teams left in women's basketball. Ole Miss plays both of them after this, LSU and South Carolina. Now, granted, that's going to be a little misleading because South Carolina and uh, and LSU play this weekend. So by the time that Ole Miss plays one of them, they will already have a loss. But at this moment, both of those teams are still undefeated, 23-0, and Um not to say that Ole Miss can't beat either one of those teams, you know, but you know, more than likely you're looking at one loss, maybe two. You definitely don't want three if you lose to Kentucky um, on Monday night. So this is going to be a really important uh, game for Coach O's crew to keep that momentum going, especially when you have these Herculean efforts that are going to be needed to knock off your South Carolina and uh, and LSU. Yeah, no question. It, it'll be. I mean, and women's basketball is crazy to me because. Um, man, like like the, some of the disparity of the number one team and even even just a good team, it's crazy. Like you'll play those games and it'll be a thirty point game. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, that, uh, it's funny that you bring that up. Interesting stat that I saw last night. So UConn, right? Obviously, Gino Ariema has had a wagon of a program for the last thirty some odd years. So last night they lost to Marquette, uh, and that's two losses in a row. They lost to South Carolina prior to that. Guess when the last time they had a losing streak? And a losing streak is two two losses in a row. Guess the last time that that had happened. There's no telling. I, I, what, 1993. Is the last they time had, they lost two in a row? Yeah. That's the last time that UConn women's basketball has lost two games in a row. Wow. March of 1993. Wow. It's incredible. Now, granted, like you said, there has been a lot more disparity in terms of the haves and have-nots in women's basketball, but regardless, I don't care who you are, what sport you're playing, what level of the game that you're playing, having that level of success for that long is incredible. I mean, is college football headed there? No, no, I, no. I, I actually think about it, though. We keep buying these teams, keep buying every player, like the, the really rich ones. Is it going to get to be where it's yeah, yeah but no, you're going to have way too many mouths to feed in some of these places. So some good talent's going to make it to these other schools. I don't, you know, I don't think Georgia's going to go ten years without a loss. That's just not going to happen. Alabama's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but, but can they go? Can they go twenty without two in a row? Because it's looking like it. 
I mean, yeah, possibly, but you know, we've got 30 years. Yeah, Mizzou could do it. No, I'm just kidding. They can't. Yeah, they can't hey, can't I mean, anything. can Missouri go 30 years winning two in a row? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the question. Yeah, for real. Um, so I don't think football's going to that level. Um, you know, hell, I don't even think basketball is going to continue at that level. Yeah. Women's basketball is going to continue because you're seeing more parity at these levels. I just think that that was an incredible stat to show how how successful Gino Ariema has been at UConn the last 30-some-odd years because he was the coach back then with that other uh, that other loss in 1993. Think about what you were doing in 1993. That was the last time they had lost two in a row. Four years old, dude. Four years old. It's wild. Um, so, yeah, I, I found that to be pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool stat. So it'll be really interesting to see what Coach O is able to do um, against uh, you know Kentucky Monday night, but then, you know, these two real good teams in South Carolina, LSU coming up, that's going to be a real big oil check for uh, for her team. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and Chad, I, I know you don't want to go this route today, but I have to ask your thoughts mm-hmm. on the two big NBA trades. Uh, I'm not an NBA guy, but yeah, did you Kevin see? Durant. Yeah, Kevin did Durant going to Durant, Phoenix, yeah. Um, and then Kyrie Irving going to Dallas, the other one. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, so, well, I think the the, the more important question is, were the Brooklyn Nets the most disappointing big three in the history of the NBA, right? You look at Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen with the Celtics. They won a championship. You had LeBron, Bosh, and Dwayne Wade in Miami. They won multiple championships. You had James Harden. You had Kevin Durant. You had Kyrie Irving all in their prime playing in Brooklyn, and they didn't even make a conference championship. They were terrible. Now, I think definitely Phoenix is now the team probably to beat in the West. You know, Dallas is going to be good when Luka gets back. He's been a little banged up, but uh, but that's just going to be until Kyrie decides to com- be a, a complete cancer to the locker room uh, and completely screw that locker room up like he's done everywhere else he's gone. But, yeah, I definitely think Phoenix is the well, Why has he gotten so weird, man? He's just like a weird dude. Like, I don't know. I maybe, 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 I just, maybe I just misunderstand them, but some of these guys, they get all get all this money and they get real weird. I mean, he's wearing like a, like a knitted – peace hat the other day it's just like i don't even know like he's just out there man it feels like it's one of those things where i i I feel like i need to stand out and be different from everyone so i'm going to act like i'm the smartest person in the room and take these different takes that uh are controversial in some regards or just you know the flat earth shit that he did a few years ago it it seems like just a cry for attention if you ask me but uh but yeah you know uh the kings you know they didn't really make a big move but hey number three in the west right now the west got a lot tougher tougher but we'll see what happens over the next few weeks they've got a pretty big gauntlet coming up um uh, you know and then you got major league baseball which is right around the corner so it's kind of a dead period in terms of sports but some really good stuff is coming you know we mentioned uh you know your softball you know Ole Miss softball baseball's right around the corner so we got spring pretty, practice coming up too. What do you, I mean, what this will, this will be exciting to to get out there yeah. and look and see what some of these guys look like. Um, Kiffin Kiffin has his work cut out for him as far as how's he going to keep all these guys happy, right? How do, how do I keep how, how does he keep these three quarterbacks? Which it sounds like Sanders is going to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be down for the spring, so that that that's actually going to help him. Um, but how do what what happens? Here's my question: What happens if we get to spring practice and damn Howard's balling out? You know, how does he contain that, right? What if – how? I mean, because who's to say Howard can't outperform Jackson Dart? Everybody I've talked to says he's legit. I watch him on film. He looks like Matt Corral. He moves just like him. Um, Same kind of like, you know, the way he gets out of the pocket and stuff, the way he throws. 
what happens there? If you're Kiffin, do you say the hell with it? And I'm I'm going with um you know I'm going with Howard because that's our guy for the future and he's good. Or does he put Dart in there even, even if he doesn't earn it? Now I, I think Dart's gonna be a starter. I'll go on record and say that he's just too he's just way too much of a competitor at the end. Um, he got better throughout the year, but man, he's gonna be playing with playing with a little pressure, playing with a little I, pressure. I don't think he's gonna name anything after the spring, right? Because he's gonna want to keep that competition going through summer workouts and ultimately fall practice. Do you think that you know, especially with the day and age now of transfers and the ability to move, you know, from roster to roster, do you think that the spring is really important now on chemistry and team building at this oh, point? Really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's. I mean, these guys are coming in from different programs, right? And that's your window to to be ready to go for for um need to, to have a chance to compete. You need to be there in spring. Yeah. You at least learn the offense. You need to take some reps. If you don't now, I mean, heck, I don't I don't know how you compete. I mean, unless you're that that good and that athletic. But the spring is huge, right? You get 15 practices. You get to really study the playbook, and they're still not going to completely get it. The new guys until you know camp. They go through camp and all that. So. Imagine coming in with no reps in the offense because there's little details in every offense, right, that you have to have reps at. There's situations that come up. There's blitzes. There's different, you know, coverages, all kinds of stuff that you need to know or, or different terminology. You have to get reps at it to know it. You have to, and then spring's huge. And I would imagine that it's going to be real big for the defense for Pete Golding to be able to try to install that new defense and how he wants things done. So I would imagine these spring practices are probably going to be some of the more important ones in Lane Kiffin's tenure so, so far in Oxford. God, there's no, there's nobody more, there's nobody happier than to see what our defense is going to look like, right? This yeah. crap we've been watching for four years, um, or however long it's been. I mean, it just ain't. It's it's tough to watch, right? Like, it yeah. And I saw where I saw where Partridge went back up to uh, to Michigan, so he was going back yeah. to where he came from. Which uh, you know, he's still a hell of a recruiter, right? He's recruited everywhere. Oh, he's he's a great coach. I, I would have kept him all day just as a B line coach or whatever as a yeah. position coach because he's he is a good good recruiter. He brought, he's brought in some good guys. Um, he's a good coach. He just you know I just don't think that it um, you know the defensive scheme really fit us. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess I guess we now need to talk about what everybody's come for, you know. Uh, but you know, let's talk about Bradley's softball update, brought to you by Neston Wild Mattresses, uh, created by Southern Craftsmen. They're powered by decades of experience, passion for improving your quality of sleep, backed by that ninety-nine night guarantee. Neston Wilds help you sleep easy. Made locally in Tupelo, Mississippi. Find them on Amazon or nestedwild.com. So, Bradley, you mentioned the scrimmage. We've all been waiting with bated breath. How did it go? How does the team look as you start creeping toward this first tournament of the year? You know, first first tournament, we had some jitters, right? I, I, we definitely – so, listen, so the way we do our scrimmages, we rotate in, you know, all the different pitch and whatever, kind of see what we got. Our good on good, we were very, very good, right? Okay. Our, we, we have a little pitcher that's um, – anybody knows Sawpaw out there? She's 10. She throws 52. That equals uh, no telling what in baseball – um, she had eight Ks in her three innings, um, eight Ks, and I think she gave up a ground ball maybe somewhere in there. Um, good there, right? Where we got to get better is we got to be hit faster pitching. So last night I was I was amped up at practice. I had some older girl come pitch to us, so we did fine. They would have probably beat us. They were they were their their pitching staff was good. I think I think we were I think we were shockingly better than most people here. Okay. Or realized or they realized. So it was positive, right? It was it was good. I, I hate to. Um, you know, I hate that we didn't dominate. That's 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 where I want us to be, but didn't quite. Do you feel like it. you're on the hot seat yet? Because I mean, these lo- these lofty expectations with your pedigree coming in, I would imagine that you're feeling the heat already. Recruiting these players off of already successful teams, you know, uh, <laughs> really stirring things up inside of you know the the Jackson area. 
do you feel like, you know, you've got to really come out and show some things or are you going to be looking for a new job? Um, you know what? I, I feel like, I feel like I did. Okay. I'll give myself, okay. a, I'll give myself a B. I think we're modest I of you. Yeah. I failed as a little bit because I didn't prepare for such fast pitching. So I, I went out and found a 12 U girl last night. We went inside the cages. I had her throwing zingers in there and, you know, they were striking out, but they were swinging. They're swinging better at it, right? We got to be better at faster pitching. Now, if we face a team that's just throwing okay, they're in trouble. They're in trouble because they're not hitting us. You know, our, our pitching staff is solid. But, uh, man, we got to get a little better at hitting. So, I give myself a B. I give my – I apologize to the team. We have we have, a, we have team meetings, which is unbelievable at, at, at 10 years. It really is. Um, we, yeah. we have a team meeting. I give out a, I give out a, um, a game plan, a sheet. I go over everything. Um, and, and I took responsibility for that in our team. I said, hey – um, it's on coach. I did not prepare y'all for, for, for that fast of pitching, right? We were preparing for, you know, 42 to 44. We faced a team that was throwing 50. One girl was throwing, God knows, 55 or so. Um, mm-hmm. We struggled a little bit on, on the faster pitch. That's on me, though. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Okay. Well, you know, you know you're learning, right? You're learning as a coach. So I, I, I'm sure you're going to write that ship and things are going to be ready uh, for that first tournament. So, uh, so yeah, let's wrap up here. You know, remember uh, Brad and Chad show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, handmade in the USA to fit you and only you. Visit them at bluedeltajeans.com to find your fit using their easy to use virtual tailor. Next week, we will be talking baseball. We will have a guest on to talk about the baseball team and what the upcoming season is going to look like to be determined exactly who that is. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get the Brad and Chad show. We want to keep those numbers going. We want to keep entertaining you. So please make sure you uh, you like and subscribe wherever you find the Brad and Chad show. Until then, you know, enjoy that Super Bowl, Bradley. We'll talk to you next week, okay? See you, Chad. Howdy, toddy. Thanks for listening to the Brad and Chad show. Follow the boys on social media for more content. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been an OM Network production brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.